okay, if I want to sit at this desk job and make 30 grand a year, like that could be my life. Yeah. Or I could get out there and like start making moves and like start being different and yeah. start doing like what feeds my soul and like where I want to go and like what brings me happiness each day. Okay, we're live. Episode three official. Everyone, welcome back to the Royer Rumble. We have a, I'm very excited. You guys are in for a fucking treat. We have a very talented, entrepreneurial, beautiful, driven, motivated woman here. We have Jill Berger. Hi. Hi. And uh, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. I am so excited for everyone to share, or everyone to hear, I'm sorry, uh, your story. Uh, Jill, I got introduced to Jill from a mutual friend, Jess, and she said, hey, you know, I have a girl, there's a girl that I don't know too well, but I have a lot, I have a very high level of respect for her, and I think that she would be great for the show. So I looked at your Instagram, and I was immediately uh, drawn to some videos that you posted about you're very vulnerable. You shared some very intimate personal stories. Um, but also on top of that, which we'll get into, um, you're entrepreneurial. I think it is awesome when I see anybody, no matter who they are, where they're from, man or woman, but to go against the narrative, so to speak, and be a woman and have your own business, I think is just incredible. So we'll speak on that too. So yeah. I guess without further ado, welcome to the show, Jill. Thank you. Um, okay, so let's go back as as comfortable as you are. Let's talk about um, let's talk about where you're from. Yeah, so I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico. That's <laughs> where I get a little bit of my weirdness from. Okay. Um, lived there for 18 years. Went to school at Texas Tech. Moved to Dallas right away. Quit my job right away. Knew that I couldn't work for somebody, and so I became a nanny. I uh, started doing marketing for, like, restaurant owners okay. and just, like, kind of getting to know business owners in yeah. Dallas. Realized I had a skill set with marketing, digital media. So I started my first company and just did marketing and PR for small businesses. Awesome. Had a bad client. Had a bad client? Bad client. Okay. Sketchy people. I okay. should have known going into it. Sure. Um, Nightclub, restaurant, restauranteurs, um, not a good situation. So, yeah, I just realized, like, while I was pouring everything I had into this business, making them look cool, making people go. Mm -hmm. And I had this idea with Lushra. So, Lushra, at the same time of doing this marketing, I was doing these engraving wine glasses on Etsy. Nice. So, I was just making good side money, like, just having fun with it. And then I realized that I had this idea with Lushra while I was half-assing, just like kind of half-assing both entities. Okay. So I decided to like go full in with Lestra, pivoted to do balloons, parties, pandemic hit. So we had to completely halt operations, pivot to e-commerce in 2020, okay. blew it up 800%. I was like, whoa. Over It was over one weekend where we had like a couple influencers post for their kids' birthdays. And everyone was just celebrating hard up. that time. So like this they is were during like, COVID. Yeah, during. What were they celebrating? Just birthdays, like oh, at okay. home. They couldn't do anything. Got it. So they're okay. stuck inside. They couldn't do anything. Yep. So we had innovated a balloon garland kit. 
So just made making this like, have you seen, you've seen balloon, you've seen balloon installation. Yes. 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 I, I used to get it for my daughter every year for her birthday, like ages like five, six and seven. And then she's like, stop doing this. She's like, no, but it was cool though. Yeah. We don't do, we don't do the yard signs, but is that what you're talking about? We, I did a balloon archway for her birthday. Nice. And then tons of balloons for the house and for the party. But the archway I've done before. Okay. Yeah. So and that was, that product took off. Um, so we became an e-commerce company as well. And so when events came back, we kind of had like two pieces of the pie mm-hmm. doing events and then also having an e-commerce side. So our e-commerce side consists of like DIY parties. So you have your DIY balloon kit. We have custom cups, napkins, vinyls, custom champagne labels, like yeah. everything you need to make your at-home party look really cool. That's um, awesome. So now we became known as just kind of like a party resource. And um, yeah, that's a little bit about Lushra starting that. We're turning five this year. Wow. So it's pretty surreal for me to like take a step back and yeah. just like kind of look at the team I've cultivated, the business that I've grown sure. and just like, I am really proud of it. Like it's, obviously like high highs and low lows like you know being an entrepreneur yep and um yeah just kind of getting through a lot of like slow seasons and just like persevering through that yeah i mean five years is definitely that that's a big that's a big landmark and plus it's an opportunity too to really kind of look back like last five years i mean you should do it every every day every month every year you know how the last two years three years but five years is a big number to look back and look at the busy times, the slow times, what got you through the slow times. And that's a huge accomplishment. So kudos to you on that. Uh, let's get to the name. Um, so what, what inspired the name? Because yeah. it's a very, it's a catchy, it's easy to say. It's kind of a sexy, like, it's a tr- it's attractive like Lushra. Yeah, Lush. Lushra. Lushra. Okay, Lushra. Yes. So we started doing wine glasses. Okay. And so the word Lushra stemmed from the word Lush. When you drink a lot of wine, yeah. you're called a Lush. Yeah. So I was just like spinning off that word. Yeah. And so Lushra kind of just like popped into my mind and it just like, it. it felt right. I love it. And it's so funny you alluded to um, Etsy. I remember during COVID, I would go on and get things from Etsy. And then I was like, what is this Etsy thing? And it's just very user-friendly app where I found out like a lot of stay-at-home people are just doing it out of their houses, which I thought yeah. was incredible. It's crazy. So that's like kind of so what helped homemakers. maybe like inspire, catapult you to start Lushra? Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, like anyone can open a shop, figure out what they want to do. Yeah. So at, it was when I, w- I graduated and I was literally making $30,000 a year. I was like, how do I make more money? I can't survive with this mm-hmm. salary. Yeah. And all my friends were like starting to have weddings and I had to get presents. And yeah. so I would like engage, I would engrave like their uh, date with like their names on it and like make a cute little like memento for their wedding yeah um and then other people started like asking for it so i started putting listings up and it just kind of took off it just kind of caught fire yeah that is awesome um so as far as let's go a little bit back so albuquerque i've been albuquerque one time in my life it was for a job um it wasn't it didn't seem like there was too much to do there Keep in mind, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio, though, so, so there's no shade. Don't hate. Um, but I will say Breaking Bad is, like, top the five best. best shows I've ever watched in my life, and that was filmed in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. So does that give a pretty good understanding, visual of Albuquerque, I guess? I feel I like know. Breaking Bad paints Albuquerque Obviously. in a very negative way. Right. Um, but I love, I mean, like, I love Breaking Bad, and um, I love New Mexico. Mm-hmm. I love the nature. and. Yeah. Um, it is very different. It's slow paced. It's, uh-huh. um, 
yeah, it's different for sure. Yeah. But I feel well, you like you mentioned like this where you like your weirdness right yeah. from Albuquerque. So is it more artsy? Like you know how Definitely. Austin's like key Boston weird? Is yeah, it kind of have a little Austin-y. bit of that? Okay. Yes. Um it feels like very much the same as Austin. It's a little bit more like democratic and a little bit of like a low like a lower income state as well. So okay. there's a lot more diversity as yep. well. Um yeah. so it's cool. Yeah. Now, um, do you have any siblings? I do. I'm the youngest and okay. my siblings are here in Texas and Arizona. That's awesome. Yep. Very good. Okay. So Albuquerque now tech, I heard from what I heard, I heard tech's like the party school. You yeah. Can I say that? Yeah. Okay. 100%. So, do you have a I good mean, time in tech? Lubbock, Texas. Yeah. Um, absolutely. The okay. best time. Yeah. Okay. I, I lived my college career. I was very involved in my sorority, nice. student body vice president. Yeah. Um, homecoming queen. Loved <laughs> yeah. it. Like I was, I was, Definitely encompassing Texas Tech. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So you come to Dallas right after you graduate, get a job as soon as you graduate in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, that, I don't know if I, what were you doing at that? What was the first position that you pursued after you came to Dallas? I was an account executive for an advertising company. Okay. It was very boutique. So there was maybe like 15 people in the office. Okay. So it was basically like the office assistant answering phones, getting mail, wanting to do more, but just like not having stuff they didn't want to train me like it wasn't like a office setup for like young fresh people so your first way to get acclimated to to the real world so to speak you you just start saying yourself i don't know how much longer i can do this like i'm not cut out for this yeah so then your artsy creativeness i would say starts and that kind of was a segue into the etsy thing during covid yes so no 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 that was like 2016 i want to say it was pretty, it was like, it seemed to me a long time before. So like when I had the urge to quit, like I wasn't getting any job opportunities. I was, I was applying like to 10, 20 different places. And I was like, I'm just going to quit. Like, I'm just going to become a nanny. So nanny. yeah, I okay. became a nanny. Okay. And then from like not having like any stress in my life and mm-hmm. just like taking that like step back from like having to figure it out. I feel yeah. like that's when everything kind of like stepped into me of like, what's the next thing I was going to do? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a perfect thing to do if you're kind of in limbo of like what direction you want to go i feel like a nanny is like great so fun it right? was the best time did you ever. have a really good time oh yeah i had cool. like three highland park families drove the kids around just jammed out to taylor swift just had the best time ever i mean that kind of sounds like yeah. that sounds great so so you're doing the nanny thing and then now we start transitioning more towards that entrepreneurial yes. thing you see a demand you see a need uh after you get used to doing the etsy thing you're like okay this is kind of catching on then you start Lushra. Yes. Okay, got it. Yes. And so when you first started Lushra, did you have this like when I started my company, like I didn't fucking I didn't fucking look two years down the road, five years down the road. I didn't sit down and say, What's our ten year plan? I w- when I started the company with my best friend business partner, it was like, we need to fucking get through this month. And then after this month we accomplish A, B, and C. Let's just sit down and let's just figure out the next month after that. So I didn't have this big five, ten year plan. Was that kind of the same with you or no? Were you like, no, this is what I want to do in five years? No, I just was like, I need to make money. Like right. I need to pay for rent. I need to Survival figure out how mode. I'm going to live. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had, I still to this day don't have a business plan. Yeah. Like it just kind of has come to me and like, I've been super blessed and grateful for that. I know some people have to be a lot more strategic, mm-hmm. but it also goes to show like if there's a demand for your product, yeah. then you just kind of like go with the flow, mm-hmm. like go with where your customers are going, like wh- what feels right to you as an entrepreneur and just start building. Yeah. And I think some people get like so far ahead of themselves that it freaks them out. They're like, I don't know like what I'm going to be doing in a couple of years or I don't know like where, 
like the idea is going and yeah. it's like just like go one step at a time yeah yeah well one thing you mentioned before that i um that i paid attention to is you 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 said the word pivot right and i think over covid if you're a business owner you you were given no other chance but you had to pivot mm -hmm. right and so you mentioned that have you always been that open-minded um or have you been a little bit more I don't want to say stuck in your ways because that's like a negative connotation. But have you have you always been apple minded, or during COVID were you like, okay, I need to like really start looking at other things that could work? I've I've always been open minded, um, but I think also like when there's like literally like a a door in front of your face that you yeah. can no longer keep doing what you're doing. Like you're like oh like I literally can't go through this door. So like where am I going to go next? Right. So that's where like. I remember the idea to like launch our e-commerce and go at it hard. Like I just like woke up in the middle of the night. I was like, yes, like this is what we're going to do. Like I've always wanted to do this. Like it's going to be so fun. Yeah. And I only had one. Of, I had an intern and one other employee at the time. Okay. So like it was a no brainer for me. Like I had to let go of my intern right away. But like I stuck with my girl um, from the beginning because I was like, hey, we're getting through this together. Like mm -hmm. we're going to we're going to be able to get through this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just kind of like. It was there and I took it and like, let's run, let's go. That's all. Now your intern, is that like one of your closest friends? No, no. Okay. It was just um, someone who had applied for the okay. season. Cool. And at first I was like really in my head and like sad about having to let her go. And I was like, what, what is she going to do during this time? Like yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. And it's like one of those things as a business owner where really like I have to eat first yes. and like I can't take care of everyone unless like I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, social media, you, you have such a good social media, Thank you. um, your creativeness, I think like truly, you know, your social media is a testament to how creative you are. Um, did anyone teach you how to do that? Or did you just kind of just like, like we talked about before, like your customer base, like you kind of figure out what people are liking, what people are following, what people are yeah. gravitating towards. Did you kind of just figure that out? I definitely have a back. So I have a marketing background. Right. So I feel like I just have always like been in it, mm -hmm. um, been in the aesthetics as well. Yeah. So it's like a mix of psychology and aesthetics and design and figuring out what people are responding to and mm -hmm. like how to showcase your brand in that way that people resonate. Yeah. Um, and that's where I started my company too. The first one, like doing marketing for small businesses because business owners, maybe like yourself, they're like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So you're way like, way too busy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, there. So I mean, how much of an impact would you say utilizing your social media has made with you growing your company as you reflect back in the last five years would you say it's been massive, massive. or okay 100 percent. okay yeah. and why is that that's where people are like it's the new website right. um and unfortunately for us we got our instagram hacked for multiple oh, months and at the that time that can be fucking crucial it was, it was horrible well like who would ha or like how did it get hacked or why so or someone sign on from another country posted child pornography oh my and, god yeah I don't understand why people do what they do, but Instagram has no support. So we're like trying to figure out. And I had one girl on my team, shout out Sarah, who every single day just con like wrote letters to like the te Texas government, like contacted Instagram, like met at like every single day and just trying to like get on Reddit, figure out how to get it back. Cause like, yeah. it's just kind of gone. Like they're just like, cut it off. It's gone. Oh. Thankfully we got it back, but it was um, really negative. How long did sales. you go without um, over 60 days, uh, like 67 <sighs> days. Yeah. 
but and you still had your personal Instagram though. Yeah. So do you just kind of push everything there? Not as much. I uh, I probably should be more like self promoting, but no, I. I mean, talk about pivot. Like what? That's sixty days, and I don't want to like pour yeah. salt in open wound, but like what? What are you doing in those sixty days? Which, by the way, you don't know it's sixty. It could yeah. be. 600 you you don't know instagram doesn't fucking give you a courtesy call like hey just let you know we're looking into it right my thing got hacked i don't want to put this away yeah. from you but like my thing got hacked and i've had hundreds of people report it and then people were getting messages like hey just so you know we got your your uh report um but we're not canceling out this this hacked account but anyways it's not yeah, like instagram has like a courtesy like hey we're working on a type thing so talk about pivot. Like, yeah, what are so you doing to kind of go through that time? We launched a new Instagram and we were like incentivizing okay. people to go and like, we're like, okay, we're starting from the ground up. We're going to do it again. Like we're uh, almost at like 80,000 followers. So oh. starting from ground zero, like it was kind of like it hurt. Cause then when we're like pitching to clients, our yeah. work, like our credibility, like it's kind of there with like the following. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was, it was we tough. We got through it. And then you realize too, like you can't lean in so hard on one channel. Yes. So like SEO, like we, like I realized with SEO, I was like, why aren't we the first ones on Google? Like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, we we have like a bad review. Why didn't I care to like reach out to this person? Like right. one bad review really does affect us right yeah. now. Like yeah. people will look at that when they're on Google instead of Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, and just like our email list, like we had, we have a very good email list and like our text, it's like zone in on other activities and like don't forget about them and don't lean in just on one platform because right. literally instagram could still go away yep yeah we could wake up tomorrow instagram could be gone tiktok could be down and to your point if you're just so heavy in one thing like you're kind of just shooting yourself in the foot and you're in for you know a rude awakening if you do that so i think you're making so many good points on so many different topics to any entrepreneur out there about being open-minded having the ability to pivot not going so heavy into just one aspect. So five years, I mean, God, I'm so happy that you've got to this point. What do you really attribute? You're persistent. You, you're very persistent. You've got this like relentless like work ethic, right? Where do you think that stems from? Where do you think the core of your work ethic comes from? I definitely think my parents. Um, I just come from a very hardworking family and just have – from a very young age just taught taught me about grit and never giving up and if you want something it's going to be hard and it's not just going to be given to you on like a gold spoon like i didn't have a gold spoon growing up yeah. so i think once i got into the real world and just realized like i can do whatever the fuck i want yeah and it all depends on me so yeah. like if i want to sit at this desk job and make 30 grand a year like that could be my life yeah or I could get out there and like start making moves and like start being different and yeah. start doing like what feeds my soul and like where I want to go and like what brings me happiness each day. Yeah. I love that. I think that's amazing. Um, so let's, uh, let's kind of transition a little bit and we're going to go more towards on the personal side. One of the things that gravitated me towards you is how you've opened up. I mean, essentially your mind, body and your soul towards some extremely unfortunate events to say the least, but why don't you tell us a little bit about your, your personal background and maybe some things that you have, you have personally went through, you have gone through it, you have battled through it, you are on top of the mountain right now and maybe kind of what got you out of maybe some hard mm -hmm. times personally. Yeah. So, um, 
first thing, first, what kind of like made me want to share my story and be more vulnerable, I went on Shark Tank to pitch my business to the oh, sharks. Oh shit! Yeah, it was it was an incredible experience. Um, so Barbara was like, "Girl, like, y- there's this fire." Wait, can we your- find like an episode? Like, we could look it up and no, all that. No, they didn't air it. Oh, I'm so fuck. mad they didn't air it. Okay. Um, I was really banking on that, but. So she was like, there's this fire inside of you and I see that in you and you're just not showing this. Like, what's your story? Like, why are you here? And so from that moment, I was like, yeah, like I am a domestic violence survivor. Like I have gone through the worst pain and I've learned that if you don't celebrate life's highs, you're going to be stuck in the lows. So through creating Lushra, a celebratory company, like I'm able to help people celebrate their worth and help people celebrate these high moments and that. like just starting to lead with my vulnerability and realize like this story that I went through is my sole contract of like what I'm here to talk about, like what I'm here to speak for, what I'm here to stand up against. And by me being vulnerable and sharing my story of my vulnerability and what I've been through. And it's not about a trauma story for me. It's about a healing journey. Mm. So once you kind of make that flip of, okay, this happened to me and like processing it and the only way out is through. So like, it's not fun to process negative emotions, but to process it and to finally like, and it's an everyday thing. Like you have to just kind of like mentally like stay present in your day to day and like not let your past traumas affect you. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you're kind of in that like present gratitude and you know, okay, I create my reality and I create my day, right. am I gonna let this trauma affect my current relationships, my current state of mind? Right. Or am I gonna be able to push through it and know this happened for me, like for me, not to me. Like, mm-hmm. so now I have greater compassion. I have greater understanding of myself, of others. And when other people come up to me and say like, this happened to me too. Like, I'm like, mm. I'm sorry that happened to you, but like, how cool is it that we're here today? Like, yeah. how cool is it that like, we get to share like a hug and just be grateful that like we're survivors and like we are alive. Yeah. Um, and I'm just fortunate that I do have this vehicle and this platform with Lushra and like all the girls on my team, like we all have stories, like we all are very like connected mm-hmm. and I just feel being vulnerable is like your strength. That's amazing. You, you said one thing that is such, I mean, I just got chills. It's like, it didn't, it didn't happen to you. It happened for you. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Yeah. And it's amazing how that's the wording. When you switch your mindset, it completely can rechange how your narrative mm-hmm. and how you go about life, right? Like, are you type of person that goes into work saying, what do I got to do today? Or are you type of person that goes into work saying, what do I get to do today? Because sure. I'm blessed to get to do it because I woke up this morning and every day above ground, I'm already ahead in life, right? So it's amazing how you could just tweak one word and that could change the, comp- like dictate your life. So it is amazing how you, you live your life with such grace. And would you be comfortable sharing to the audience um, just anything about what had happened? Um yeah with your personal scenario? Yeah. So um, in my early 20s, I was in a three-year-long physically abusive relationship. Mm. And the very end of it is a moment that 
I remember, and I will always remember, but it just woke me up in life. I was in the scary scene of the movie and the girl's getting her shit rocked by her boyfriend. Mm. And it took that moment for me to like, just wake up and realize like, this is your life. Like you are allowing this to happen to you. So what are you doing in this? Like you're literally 20 years old. You have your whole life ahead of you. So once I realized what was going on and what was happening, and unfortunately it had to get to like a really bad place for me to wake up to it. Um, and even from that moment, like I remember going to therapy with my partner and like trying to process and like figure it out, thinking like we can recover from this. Would you tell the therapist that it was going on? So the first time we sat down together and I talked about it okay. and we had had like maybe an intern or someone from the university that wasn't really like qualified. Okay. So like, I think for whatever reason was flagged, obviously it was flagged. So then I spoke separately with like one of the actual therapists at the school. She printed out the phases of abuse, um, the cycle of abuse. And she printed it out for me and showed it to me. And it was like, so like, oh my God, I'm in a physically abused relationship. Like, how did I not see it? So I want to talk about it because once I posted kind of like what the cycle was, I had someone message me on Instagram and said that it saved her life. Like oh. she didn't know that she was in one either. And it's, you don't know when you're in it. So phase one is the tension building. So when conflict happens and you kind of feel like this pot is stirring, phase two is the incident. So when the actual incident occurs, quickly moves on to stage three. So the abusers on their beat, on their knees, begging, denying that it happened, just talking through it with the victim, brainwashing them into like thinking it's their fault and then blaming themselves. Then after that, it's the honeymoon phase. So mm. everything's perfect. The abuser is tiptoeing, being super sweet and loving, and then goes back to phase one where the tension builds. And then it goes back to stage two, it's the incident. Cycle. So it's the cycle, yeah. Oh. And there's really like, once you realize you're in a cycle, like that's when it really hits home of like, I'll never get out of this cycle. There's nothing, no amount of love I can give, nothing I can do to prevent this cycle from happening because it's not about me, it's about the abuser. Right. And um, once you just, once you realize the cycle, you realize you have to get out of it. Yeah. And so it's just important, like that information for me, like one in four women in the US experience domestic violence and actually oh. one in three in Texas, even, uh, even smaller. So it's just crazy. Like 20,000 calls are placed in the, the National Domestic Violent Hotline every day. Do they have the infrastructure to support these calls? I mean, it's a lot of fucking calls. It's a lot of calls, 20,000 a day. So what's the protocol? Do you I, ha I have no idea. I do know, like our partners here in Dallas, they're Genesis Women's Shelter. They provide safe homes. So if you're in a situation, like there are so many resources. So in Dallas, like, if you call and you need a, you need a safe spot, like they have a full team to get women to safety. So they provide um, safe homes that protect them from their abuser yeah. um, and start over their lives. And it's like a long period of having to start over your lives. Wow. That is crazy. So you get through this. God, you are just, you are so fucking strong. Yeah. For, I mean, for breaking the cycle, right? Um, and you get that resilience just where, where did you find, where did you find the inner strength to break the cycle? I want to know that girls need to know that what, what inside of you said, this is my threshold. What do you think did it? 
I remember my therapist told me, you can kiss a frog 100 times, and the 100th and first time you kiss him, like, he will still be a frog. Like, he's not turning into <laughs> your prince. And that really hit hard for me because I was like, oof, like, I keep thinking this is going to work for me. And yeah. this person does not, is never going to be my prince. Yeah. Like, I am young. I have my whole life ahead of me. And when I was on, my, when I was falling asleep to him kicking me, it was my final oh. instance of, what are you doing, Jill? Like, get out of this. You know you're in this and you need, you need to move on from this. You're, you're too good for this. So you did it and you are fucking thriving. Thank you. Look at you. It's highs and lows, but yeah. I'm definitely, I definitely feel good about it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, have you been asked to speak on like really big platforms? And I, mean, I could just, I could see you talking to like thousands of women and getting yeah. like a standing ovation when you share your story. So have you I been, see. have you been asked to do that or something that, is that something that you think might be an avenue that you might want to pursue someday? Yeah, I think so. I think as I get more confident with my story yeah. and like, that's why like I say yes, like I wanted to say yes to your podcast. Yeah. So I was like, yes, like I love, I love using other people's platforms just yeah. like to shed light on what I feel passionate about and what yeah. I feel my purpose is here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I would love to, I would love to. So just kind of. When that opportunity presents open. itself. Yeah, that's amazing. Open. And so, I mean, going through the business, starting the company, I, I mean, and again, I, I'm only, I'm only using these words because I'm going back to what you had said previous didn't happen to you. It happened for you. So like when you went through and we small business owners, you're going to go through tough times all, all the time, every day. But when you go through these tough times, do you almost look at it like you're fucking nothing? I'm talking about when you're a business owner and you're operating and you're going through highs and lows, when you're going through the lows as a business owner, do you think subconsciously sometimes you look at the hard time you're going through in your business? Like you might be hard today, but you're fucking, you are nothing compared to what I've been through. So yeah. like, I got this. Yeah. Do you think that's. Yeah. I think that I'm like, no, this is nothing. Like you literally have gone through a lot in your life and yeah. this little project is nothing. Yeah. So let's figure it out and move on. Yeah. Um, I definitely think having, um, having harder things happen just puts things into perspective. Yeah. Um, I actually read this book. It's called um, When Everything Falls Apart. Okay. And I love the concepts about it because when everything falls apart, you want to do everything you can, like put the pieces back together. Right. You're like, no, 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 no. Like, but this concept of actually allowing it to fall apart mm -hmm. instead of like trying to piece the puzzle back together, like letting it fall apart and just like, why is it falling apart and actually like addressing like the fundamental reason of like why it fell apart and to allow it. So like another thing could come together. Got it. Um, something new can emerge. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I'm on my, I'm on a pivot right now with Leshra. Okay. Uh, this year has not been what I had wanted. Okay. So, you know, as a business owner, you kind of have to plan for months that aren't always going to go up and up. And right. I've never had that in my career. I've, constantly been growing and like pouring back into the business and so when the beginning of this year happened we had like two and like our instagram's gone like people don't really celebrate things much in january and february so it's just like it was already kind of low but i was like oh my gosh like this trend like it's like making my heart like go like this mm -hmm. like when you look at the numbers and you see and you just yeah. like feel it and you're like gosh like what's going on and so i sat the team down and i was like okay 
We're sending emails to every past client. We're cold calling people. Like we're knocking business to business. Like this is what we're doing. This our next two weeks. Like yeah. we're turning this around. Yeah. And like it was hard for us because we had just been in such a like feminine receival. Come to us. You know you're gonna want to use us. And we've never been knock on your doors right. and like having to go out and get business. Yep. Um, so after two weeks, I was like, this isn't us. Like, this is not our business. Like, I'm not like, I don't want to like push this down people's throat if that's not what they're wanting. And, right by, now. and so this is two weeks, right? Yeah. Not two months, no. not two years. Some in like, that's the initiative in you. That is the go getter in you. Some people will go fucking years before they have that wake up conversation. Guys, she went two weeks and you're losing your fucking mind. Right. Okay. So go oh, on. completely. I love this. And, um, so I've, I had this like idea for like another service that we're going to be providing. Okay. So we're launching in May a delivery service, but it's not just balloons. Um, I'm really excited. We're piecing a lot of things together. Um, and it's going to be a completely new experience. Love and it. so we're pouring everything we have into this like new pivot. Mm -hmm. um, it's for everyday celebrations. So right now, Lushra focuses on the five B's of life. So branded events, birthday, bachelorette, baby, and bridal. Okay. With those, like those are massive life moments. What about moments. the bachelor? Bachelorette and bachelor. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> girls are always more important. You know, we've got the pink bag. I don't, guys don't really use our products. Got it, got it. Um, <sighs> But we've been hitting, we've been missing like the everyday celebratory moments of like life's not about weddings and babies and like getting to these moments. It's literally about passing a test, getting over a breakup, yeah. like, I don't know, like sending something just because, sending to your yeah. friends and yeah. celebrating these like small little wins, like starting a business, yeah. having a business anniversary. Um, so yeah, I'm excited more about like getting back to the small moments that really mean everything yeah. instead of like these large, massive moments, which yes, those are great to celebrate in life, but really it's like the small everyday things and like the small victories. You could push a lot more volume. You can up appease, you can apply to a lot more things, mm -hmm. right? Um, promotion, you just got a big, like, like you just said, I'm preaching in the choir, but I love that. That's like a phenomenal like way to pivot. And so you're still keeping the main thing, the main thing, but you never know. Like, yeah. let's, right. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. Cause you could push so much volume it now, like over, uh, what the, the term is, you could do better than like the yeah. main yeah. And bread and butter of the business, like, how you established it's it. It's lighting me up. It's lighting my team yeah. up. And so we're just running and we're like, this is fun. Yeah. I miss like the opportunity of like figuring it out of yeah. like piecing together a new puzzle and like putting it all together and like that's what like lights me up as an entrepreneur and I feel like this other service we've had is you know going on year five and I'm like yeah. cool like this doesn't light me up this is there's nothing that I'm figuring yeah. out like I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis I love I love the initiative that you're just like we we got to figure something out it's been fucking two weeks let's figure something out and so okay so walk us through myself and the listeners so if we want to celebrate a little win, let's say it's your three month anniversary. I mean, whatever, that's like yeah. a six month anniversary, that's still a big deal. Yeah. So if you're probably a girl that would initiate this, not a guy, they would go to the, they would go to lusher.com mm -hmm. and walk me through like what a packet or like what a package would be to have to celebrate like a small victory. Yeah. So I don't want to share too much. Okay. Because I want it to be exciting. Got it. Um, but I do want to tease that um, 
it's customizable and it's m like it's more than just balloons. So when you think of like like a celebratory scent, yeah, um, there's sweets, there's treats, there's floral, like there's multiple components that you can pick and choose from. Yeah. Um, but I'm I don't want to share too much. Yeah, no, that's cool. Because I look at it from an outsider looking in. I think like if I was to celebrate something or send something to somebody, I mean, let's just break it down, right? Yeah. It's either fucking flowers. Or it's like, I don't know, like tiff treats. I've never gotten tiff treats. Really? Or it's like a, it's like a one-off. Mm -hmm. So I think you're going to kill it. I know you are. Thank but you. if you do a few things in one thing, people will be like, oh, shit. This, is that kind of like the premise yeah, behind it? Yeah, and it's really all about like the aesthetic of yeah. just like getting this package well, yeah. on it. It's beautiful. Yeah. So Customizable, um, like you said. So it's not like a generic like, hey, here you go. It's congrats, such and such, or <laughs> I love you, such and yep. such. Yeah. I love that. Very cool. All right. So, man, Shark Tank's fucking... They're, they should be kicking their feet that are one day yeah one day no you, you know you don't even need shark tank anymore you know that's how you look at it It would be nice yeah but no i feel like everything does happen for a reason 100%. um i have like i have their emails they've been great communicative with me yeah. um i feel like in my back pocket if i ever needed anything i could definitely call them up for advice yeah they'd, they'd be there for me that's awesome that is so cool um well i love that i mean listen i'm i'm inspired i I absolutely love your story. It is such a testament to how strong, tough, resilient you are. And yeah. unfortunately, your story relates to a lot of people. So I think that it's so important for people to know that you're not the only one. It's okay. Talk about it. Reach out to somebody. Yeah. And I just, I love everything you're about. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. We got a few rapid fire questions. Wait, hang on. All the single guys are going to kill me if I don't ask. So what's the dating life going on in, in Dallas right now? How would you, how's, how's the dating life? Are we super single? Are we single as a Pringle? Are we entertaining? How do you? How yeah, do you? I would say I'm dating somebody. Okay. Yeah. Okay, very good. Yeah. Awesome. How much longer until he gets a customizable <laughs> <laughs> shrub on? I mean, he'd be very lucky, so I don't know. <laughs> All right, I love that. I love that. All right, so we're going to do some rapid fire, and then uh, and then we'll call it a night, okay? Yeah. All right, so vodka or tequila? Tequila. Beach or mountains? Beach. What's your favorite sport to watch in person? Hockey. Nice. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Okay. Dog or cat? Dog. Thank God. Uh, rap or country? Rap. Rap. Who's your favorite rapper? Drake. Drake. I knew you were going to say that. Uh, he's coming here in June, by the way. Nice. Yeah. Maybe we should go. Okay, let's go. Me, you, and your boyfriend. Uh, if he's still around. <laughs> Sorry, ski or snowboard? Snowboard. What's the best pickup line you've ever heard? You ever heard of pickup? Do Gosh. girls get pickup lines nowadays? They should. No, I don't. I haven't heard of a good one. How much does a polar bear weigh? How much? I don't know. Enough to break the ice. I'm Nick. <laughs> that's good. My brother-in-law told me that one. Um, all right, that's all I got. Uh, Jill, you're amazing. Uh, everybody, how do uh, how do we how do we find you? How does the how do listeners find you? Follow me at well, follow Lushra. Yeah. L u s h r a, and then my personal account, Jill underscore Burger. 
And if you are listening to this and resonate with my story and want to talk with me, I'm very open with other women sharing their stories and just communicating and just talking to other people that have been through similar situations. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Thanks for having me. Cool. All right, guys. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. We're out.